Hey everybody, welcome back to the 615. It's your host Lee Hillis and today we will be discussing the Tennessee Titans 2021 NFL schedule, the rookie numbers that were handed down, and the rookie signings that have happened today. And we will be discussing the surprise primetime games around the NFL with our special guest, Chris Newell, right after this. Yeah. Tell them boys to tighten up. Oh, sit again, hype now. Tell them boys to tighten up. Tighten up. Let me hear you say Nissan, come alive for them. Tell them boys to tighten up. Tighten up. Let me hear you say All my people on Broadway. Tell them boys to tighten up. Tighten up. Oh, tell them boys to tighten up. Tighten up. What's up, everybody? Um, We are back with Chris Newell from Titans and Truth. What's going on with you? What is going on, my brother? How's it going? Uh, well, excited for one, right? Because it it is that time of year. The NFL schedule is out, and yes. of course, I know all Titans fans or football fans in general are excited about this time of year. Yes, it is. Very of exciting course. time. It's the second most exciting time of the year outside of the draft. Well, then there's free agency, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. Of course, I, I, I know you, Upload, and uh, Mr. Titan were all discussing last night free primetime games. Yes. And, of course, I was expecting between one and three. And, of course, on my predictions, I had us with three. Yeah, and I was looking at – I was thinking like two or three because I'm thinking they're just going to find another way to disrespect us. Yeah. But, of course, one of my predictions hit head on. <laughs> I had week six, Monday Night Football, Buffalo. And that's going to be a good one. That That's going to be a – that's going to be the start of the measuring stick. So – and of course, I, of course, I like I, that. Of course, I was looking at tickets for that game. I already had some set aside that I was going to keep my eye on. Went back this morning, they were gone. Wow. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, let's let's start at the top. Arizona. Of course, that's one that we knew earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Like we knew, okay, we're starting off with Arizona. Three names that are extremely familiar to this Titans team. DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. And Malcolm Butler. Oh, don't. Uh, let me see. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt. Yep, that's right. And I'll throw in there A.J. Green. Yeah, because he we've played against him a couple times when he was up in Cincy. And then a guy that the Titans were very much interested in draft-wise. Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. 
is going to be on the field with them as well. So, you know, that's going to be very interesting. And also, before we get into the schedule, some other news that came out um, that you probably know about, five of our seven draft picks are signed, sealed, and ready to go. And, of course, the first-round pick, Caleb Farley. Four years, $13.4 million. It's a good deal. Fully and, of course, and, of course, numbers were also handed down today. Mm-hmm. And, of course, let me see if I can go find those. I think Corey Curtis had shared it. Yeah, uh, I know Farley got 23. Here they are. Um, from the draft class this year, Caleb Farley got 23. Yep. Dylan Redunce got 75. So he keeps his number. Monty Rice, of course, the guy that we were all pissed about. Yep. Has, is we were in 56. Mm-hmm. Elijah Molden, of course, a guy that I feel like we were okay with. I think we were all fine with that. Uh, we'll be wearing 24. And those are the two guys that are not signed yet. Our two third-round picks are not are the last ones left. And um, Rashad Weaver is also not signed. No, well, they got five of the seven. So, let me see. Five of the eight. That's right. Well, yeah, uh, wait a minute. Because I'm uh, Ronnie Rice, Green. Elijah Molden, and uh, Rashad Weaver are not signed yet. Okay. I don't know why they said five. I guess it's four. So No, I'm, we, we had eight picks. Okay, I thought we only had – I thought no, we only had seven. Because we had the first round, second, two-thirds, two-fourths, and two-sixths. Oh, that's right, Des Fitzpatrick. Okay, I forgot about him. Okay. Um, and speaking of Des Fitzpatrick, he's going the unlucky number 10. Yeah, that is a um, that is a of, number that has cursed a lot of Titan players in the past. I'm like – Speaking of cursing players, Vince Young, Jake Locker – Adam, and Adam Humphreys. And of course, Corey Curtis, I, I was um, looking at Sports Extra Daily this afternoon. He said Caleb Farley got a very good number. I like in, it. In 23. What was the last big name Titan that wore 23? Last big name Titan that wore 23. Last big name Titan that wore 23. I wouldn't call Ty Smith a big Titan. No. Let's see. Ah, the Bishop. Yep. Um, Lane Bishop. And then another number, Elijah Molden wearing 24. Vaccaro. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick wearing 10. Rashad Weaver. This is one that I think a lot of Titans fans might be extremely iffy about. 99. Because Casey wore it his whole career here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then Clowney came in last year. And I think, and you might agree with me on this, he tarnished the reputation of the number 99. A little bit, yeah, because I think he wanted to probably get 90, but da- Daquan Jones already had it. So and he, he probably would have had he probably would have had to have paid Daquan off. Probably a good amount too. So, oh, of course, down the list, Racy McMath wearing 81. Yeah, 
The only other 81 I remember that was really famous in the Titan Order franchise was Ernest Givens. So it'll be interesting to see what he does wearing number 81 if he touches the field. Besides special teams. And then the last guy on the list, Brady Breeze. No matter what, I like the name. I love the name. And he's wearing an infamous number for the Titans, once worn by none other than Michael Griffin himself, number 33. Ah, that is going to be uh, – we're going to see what happened with him. I don't know if he's going to touch the field much except on special teams. And, of course, there, there was a lot of speculation about who would rep what number. Every, mm-hmm. A lot – I was thinking, well, Farley may end up repping the number he wore in college, number three. Yeah, they were wondering if some rookies were actually going to go for the single letter, uh, single digit. And then, of course, Des Fitzpatrick, early in his college career, wore number seven. Yeah, I think he wore 87 and then he wore seven, but I think 87 was unavailable. No, um, I think, you know, he wore 17 um, his last year. Oh, okay. I thought he wore seven. He wore seven earlier in his years at Louisville. And then he went to 17. Oh, okay. But Tannehill got 17, and he ain't giving that up. (laughs) No. But, so, of course, let's just go across the NFL. What's the biggest game you think of this year, primetime or not primetime, that's not on the Titans' schedule? You know, I'll be honest, I haven't really gotten a chance to look at other uh, teams' schedule, although. I bet I know where you're going. What do you think? Week four, Tom returns to New England. Dang, you were reading my mind. I'm like, are you? In, why are you in my brain? <laughs> Those tickets, have you seen what the price tag is for the cheapest tickets? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's, not, it, it's probably under. It's probably the cheapest ticket is probably right under $100. Uh-uh. The cheapest ticket for that game is over $1,100. Yikes. In Foxborough, week four. Lord have mercy. On Sunday night. Yeah. Of course, actually, I, I have the schedules saved, the whole thing. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. Um, yeah, because I'm looking at the top, uh, pre, the uh, primetime games. Um, I don't think you can see it. Oh, I did see that. Uh, I did see that particular one. I see um, a couple. Yeah, another that's... another big primetime game that is on here. That of course I would not expect. And it's Indy in Baltimore on Monday night. That's going to be a good one. In week five. That's going to be a good one. Baltimore and Cleveland. That's going to be a good rivalry. Um, you know, the, I would say one of the underrated games, Jacksonville and Cincinnati, you got the last two number one picks going at it. Burrow versus Lawrence. Burrow, Burrow and Lawrence. I like this Sunday night game, Chiefs and Ravens, that rematch. Uh, I think it was a classic game last year. And so now they're going to have the rematch. So. But the most 
underwhelming game for me on all this has to be that um, the opening game of the season. You know what? And Dallas. I could not agree more. That is like thinking why thinking why in the world would they want to play Dallas? Why does Dallas why does Dallas have six primetime games? Because I can go down through here. Dallas plays Tampa week one, of course, Philly on Monday night in week three. At Minnesota on Halloween, actually on Sunday night on Halloween. Uh, Las Vegas on week 12 on Thursday night. They have back-to-back Thursday nights. Because mm. then they play New Orleans in week 13. And then Washington in week 15 on Sunday night. Yeah. And, of course, we knew Green Bay would get a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay getting quite a bit, Tampa Bay getting quite a bit, you know, because they're the defending champs. But, yeah, I just I, – I hate the fact Dallas getting all the primetime games. I, I know people will say, well, they're America's team. They haven't really been America's team in a <laughs> they long haven't, time. They haven't won more than, what, three or four playoff games since the 90s? Mm-hmm. They haven't won a Super Bowl since like '96 or '97. I agree. But now let's get back to the Titans' schedule. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Seattle, week two. That that'll be a huge test. That is going to be a huge test, without and a course, doubt. And of course, two former teammates. You got AJ Brown mm-hmm. and DK Metcalf. Yeah, I think they're both going to try to show out. And, you know, they're and then both going to you have, show out. And, of course, you have Tyler Lockett on the other side. Mm-hmm. You've got Carson in the backfield. Yep. And that defense is always incredible. Now, I'll say this. Their defense struggled against the run. So, we may have an advantage. But, but at the same time, you know – that defense, once they got Carlos Dunlap, and I don't think he's back there, they got better as the year went on. So that Seattle game, and you got to think, even though it's it says Lumen Field, which I'm like, I hate the name, but the fact it is still the 12th man, that is going to be the deciding factor is the fact it's going to be a raucous, raucous crowd, and it's going to be full. It's, so It's always electric in that stadium. That is one state. That is one stadium. I have to admit, it's on a bucket list. My NFL bucket list. I gotta go to a well, game there. For me, it's all thirty-one. Actually, thirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would like. It would be cool if one, like, throughout my life, I could catch at least a game in each stadium. I know this nine times out of ten, not gonna happen because well, I'll say the that. New York teams share a stadium. Both Damn. LA teams share a stadium. Now, the one stadium I don't think I will ever go to is Foxborough. I will never go there. I got to admit, I, I would actually – I wouldn't mind going, just going to see it, driving past it. I, I just – I wouldn't go to a game there because I'm like, hmm, I would – I mm, first of all, I hate the Patriots with a passion. I'm with you. And number two, I don't want to be up there where it's snowing. Oh. I don't do snow. And, of course, 
some news coming out of Foxborough. Jason McCourty is a no more. <laughs> he's yeah, in, my, he he's, I think, in Miami. Yeah, he went to the Dolphins. Oh. Um, and of course, going back to week one, I hope the environment in that stadium in Nashville is the same way it is going to be in Seattle. I got a I feeling. Agree. I got a feeling that week one having a hundred percent capacity, that stadium will be rocking. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I mean, it'll be the, for for a lot of people to be the first time in two years being at a game. For me, yeah. Oh, last game I last game I was last time I was in that stadium was week 15 of 2019. Yeah, I want to say, say, yeah, because I think, yeah, because we had Houston, then New Orleans, and then at Houston. Yeah, New Orleans was my last game. Yeah, I was at both of those. New Orleans was my last game because that's why I was living there. Um, I think it was, well, no, I had just moved, but. I've been able to go back and forth. So, yeah, New Orleans was the last game, 2019. That was the last time I was in that stadium. And then moving on to week three, Indianapolis. That's probably right now the biggest early game. Well, that's that's probably probably the the biggest early game. In my mind, in my mind, Indy's the biggest threat. I agree because that's a division game. And because one – in my mind, Indy got better. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Even with Carson Wentz at quarterback, they start off with the Rams and Seattle back-to-back to begin the year. So At home. I think both of those, yeah, are at home. But um, they start off with Seattle. I think they got the rate. I think they have the, uh, the Rams after that. So there's a chance. Indy could start off 0-2 or and, at least 1-1. One and, one. Yeah. and if we could and, get the jump on them, we could gain an early advantage. And, of course, looking at our first two games, so you said they have Seattle and the uh, Rams. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're, dip, they're double dipping in the NFC West just like we are. Yeah. So – if it, if it was up to me, we could both either be one and one, or they could be oh, or they could be one and one. We could be two and zero. Oh. Yeah, or we or, would be one and one, or God forbid, zero oh and two. So I mean that that first in my, game, in my mind, be major. In my mind, with the way this schedule is laying out, in my mind, we are too good to start zero oh and two. I would agree, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Thinking back to um, before Tannehill took over. Yep. We started off blowing out Cleveland and then turned around losing two straight. Exactly. And, I mean, that, of course, ended that all that went to my infamous heel turn on Marcus Mariota. And then, of course, he showed back up in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. But, as you said, in my, in my mind, offensively, we've taken a step back. We lost Dennis Kelly. We lost John U. Smith. We lost Corey Davis. 
And I know a lot of people will think, oh, my God, the offensive line is taking a step back. I tend to disagree. With Dylan Ray Dunst, if he can get the right tackle spot down, which I think he will, because he's going to start. In my mind, and you're, you're, you'll agree with this, Kendall Lamb and Ty Sambrello are not starting material. Now, I'll say this. If I had to go with one of the two, I'm going with Sambrello all day. Well, speaking of him, he, he did step up when the went down. Yeah. And, and he did, he did, did pretty well. He did well in, in serviceable duty. Now, I wouldn't want him to be starting 16 games for me, but – he he stepped up his spot duty when Lawan went down quite a bit, and I mean, you know, and then of course, like, and then of course when and then of course when he went down, mm-hmm. uh, we had Q step up. <laughs> yeah, even though that really took a dip after that. I mean, we still had a two thousand yard rusher with two backup left tackles. And, of course, I made a statement, of course, in the comments on your show. And I know we're all thinking it. Derek could break the record with that extension of that one more game. Yeah. I mean, that that's true. Because uh, last year he hit, what, 2027 last year? Yeah. And then the record was like 2106. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Which that record has stood for a long time. Yeah, and I'm, it might be time for it to be broken, but we'll see if he's the guy to do it. We'll find out. And we'll then, of course, find out. And of course, back-to-back games in the AFC. Actually, three of our first five games are AFC matchups on the road. I mean, uh, two are on the road. Yeah. So at New York. We get to see Corey Davis, and this will be our first round one quarterback that we'll get to see. This may be the second. Who knows what's going to go? What's going to happen in the preseason? Yeah, because I could, mean, we could see Justin Fields. Yeah, and that's like I said before. Like I said last night, with the way our schedule goes, all five quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round, the Titans <laughs> could possibly see them all. And of course. Let's stop on the Razor season. Let's go back to the preseason at Atlanta. How yeah. funny is it? We start off as Arthur Smith's first game as a head coach. That's true. That is going to be an intriguing preseason game. And of course, mentally, I'm scared of that defense because of who the DC is. Our old friend Dean Pease. Exactly. Who Mike Vrabel could have kept if he wasn't so arrogant, he could have had him. But we got Jim Schwartz. Um, and then facing the defending Super Bowl champs in Tampa. Which, if things work out right, I might beat her for that. And then at our first game at home of the whole season, Chicago. Yeah. Now, that one I'm probably not going to be it, most likely. Uh, but that and would be – Of course, yeah. I've been to one preseason game, and they're laid, they're laid back and they're as chill as can be. Yeah. I agree. And, of course, 
there's still some stuff swirling because of the June 1st uh, designations. And now that is coming. And there's a lot of talks about possibly picking up a tight end. We need one. We we need one. And of uh, course, you can probably guess what, what I'm thinking. Well, you could be looking at maybe a possibility of a Zach Ertz. You could uh yeah. you could see a possible trade maybe oh, OJ Hayes. Howard yeah. or David and Joku. Or uh, Trey Burton. Trey Burton from Indianapolis, uh, formerly of Indianapolis, is still out there too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is. Or bring him back a former Titan in Delaney Walker. That's not going to happen. The only time we will see Delaney Walker sign with Tennessee is sign a one-day contract to retire as a Titan. I could see that. But, of course, the reason I said Delaney – I've been looking at tape on him lately in workouts. He looks as healthy as he did when he first came to Tennessee. Well, you got to think. He hasn't played football in like three years. Because of injury. And by what I'm hearing, he's 100%. That could be a last resort. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I would be fine with that. In my mind, Delaney – would be better than what we have right now. I mean, at least for one or two years, I mean, until we finally draft a tight end at some point. I well, mean, yeah. I've, of course, I know it's too early to look at mock drafts for next year. They have us taking a tight end in the first round. I'm not surprised. And it's, of course, um, Wiedemeyer out of Texas A&M. Hmm who is a stud. Yeah, which means he'll be drafted higher than that by the time we actually do it, so we'll see. Oh, because if I had to compare Wiedemar to anybody, it'd probably be Jonu. Okay. okay. And, of course, New England don't need tight ends because they've got two. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right, and that's something we'll be seeing later on. But this, this schedule is crazy interesting. And, of course, now back to the regular season, October 10th. And, of course, Upload pointed this out. We played Jacksonville on 10-10 and 12-12. I did not even think about that. Um, October 10th, we have Jacksonville at home. No, First, we're at Jacksonville. First look at Trevor Lawrence. And Urban Meyer. And, of course, there's been a lot of, like, mock drafts, or not mock drafts, uh, like group chats, like fake group chats going around. And all of the Jags players are saying, oh, Trevor, I hope you're prepared to lose. So they think – so So they're being – They're just going to be overconfident thinking Trevor Lawrence is going to take him to the promised land. I'm like, I haven't played one game with the kid yet. Think about this. Okay, Trevor, as a starter, is undefeated. Yeah. He he didn't lose a single game in high school, and as a starter in college, he didn't lose a single game. Well, he's going to lose some in the NFL. That's going to happen. And that's for sure. Like, you're not promised wins. 
No, you're not. Like respect. Respect's not given. It's earned. Exactly. And I mean, and, don't and don't get me wrong. Trevor Lawrence, a we've seen this all the time. Trevor Lawrence, terrific college quarterback. We've seen a lot of great college quarterbacks like coming to the Vince Young and stink. Vince Young, Jake Locker. Yep. Matt um, Liner. Matt Liner, yeah. Um, Ryan Tim Leaf. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Great and, college careers. And of course, speaking of Tim Tebow, he just signed a one year deal. <laughs> Which I'll go on, I'll bet money he doesn't make the team. I think he will, but just as like assist Urban Meyer. Is a publicity stunt. It'll be a publicity stunt. That's now, all it is. Now on to week six. Mm-hmm. Monday night football. Buffalo, a team that we handled pretty well last year. And a postponed game because of COVID. And they're a way better team than what they showed that night. They are. Um, the final score was 42 to 16. The thing that really hurt them, Buffalo that night, mm -hmm. two interceptions. Yep. And who were they two? A Not guy who's, uh, and a guy, yeah, a guy who's no longer here. Uh, my thoughts on on that Buffalo game. Question: If we get into a hole, can we dig it out? Possibly. I could see us digging out of a hole. I mean, Buffalo is very, very good, but they're not a team that I just feel like can run away from us. I don't think. But this team is not built to play from behind. I would agree. I like, think, like, let me give you an example. Pittsburgh, they got out to like a twenty-seven to three lead. Now we came back in that game, and if it wasn't for Kostowski missing the kick, we at least go to overtime, and anything could have happened then. Like we have with Baltimore, right? All we had to do is get the overtime, and uh, we let you know let fake decide. So I mean. And then, of course, a rematch of the 2019 AFC Championship game. The game I'm definitely – probably the game that I think is going to be the true measuring stick this whole season. And I feel like if we can step up and not shut down – or yeah, shut down but not neutralize to an extent, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson – we should be able to shut down Mahomes. And that's and that's why on tight upload, like on Mr. Titan's show last night, I said that. That, you know, because the question was, was it good getting like Arizona and Seattle early? And that's why I said playing those two teams early is going to benefit us in this murderer's role that we're talking about. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, possibly Cam Newton or Mac Jones later, which we'll get to. And Matthew guys, Stafford. And Stafford. 
those early games could benefit us in the long run in being able to stop those particular quarterbacks. And, and the funny thing about this, the way it sets up, we have five somewhat easy games to start the season. And then we have the murderous row. Out now, Seattle, Arizona, I wouldn't necessarily call easy, but then they're, they're winnable. They're winnable. Yeah. All five games are winnable in the beginning. And, and then, I think and I, think, I the, think four of the five in the back end are winnable. Yeah. The hardest game in that back end is at Pittsburgh. I agree. And we don't know what the weather's gonna be like at that point. But you know it you know who we have? Bud Dupree. That we do. You know who they got. TJ Watt. And you know what I wish we could have done? Recruited TJ Watt. <laughs> and throw him on the other side. Well, you know, he's still under a rookie deal. He's going to get major paid. So, oh, I mean, if Pittsburgh, don't, if Pittsburgh don't pay them, they don't deserve to have the team there if they don't pay T.J. Watt. And then, of course, Halloween at Indy. Spooky. Could be a trick or treat. Hopefully a treat for us, a trick for them. So question is, in the division, of course, we have Indy twice, Jacksonville twice, and Houston twice. What, Which one of those three do we sweep? Or which who do we sweep in this? I say Jacksonville. Actually, I'm going to say Houston. I think we could sweep Houston, beat them both times because they're going to stink, with or without Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is their only hope. Their backup is Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think we could sweep Houston. I just – I have this crazy inkling they're going to slip up once against Jacksonville. I just – I don't know why I have this feeling. I just – I have this inkling they're going to slip up once against Jacksonville. Part of me feels like it's going to be at Jacksonville. Because they have weapons. Yeah. DJ Chark. Actually, speaking of weapons, Zach Wilson has weapons. Yeah. Uh, A former Titan, to be exact. Number one in Corey Davis. And then the guy guy A guy that I know a lot of Titans fans wanted. wanted Even Elijah Moore. And – But I'm like – I'm thinking like this, everybody – Stop crying over Elijah Moore. It's okay that we didn't get him. We're hey, fine. What's done is done. Exactly. None we can do about it. Oh, um, and of course, the second of three primetime games at LA. I'm excited about that one. I mean, I was not expecting a Sunday night football game. I wasn't either. I was saying, like, I could actually take and pull up my predictions right here. This is it. No, it is not. And I'm going to be doing predictions later on in the summer. Like, really, after I after some things happen and everything, and it looks more complete. But 
it's way too early to make real deal predictions. I'm right talking now, about. I'm, t- I'm talking about. Oh, my schedule predictions. Right. That's what I'm saying. About how I thought this thing was going to lay out. Um. So, if we want to be accurate, I said actually I did say we would have a Sunday night game. Wow. I was not expecting a Sunday night game. I mean, I knew that we had a Monday night game. I knew we had a Thursday night game. And I was thinking maybe they would do another Monday night game, perhaps. I just did not. Of course, as you were saying, with the way everything is, after I think you said like week seven, Mm -hmm. could be flexed to Monday night. Yes. You can't flex. That is a new rule that uh, that the NFL has started to put in. And then when, when, would, when, then, when would then when would the Sunday night go into effect? I believe it's week twelve, if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna uh, look so, that up. So the way I had my schedule prediction set up, I had us starting out at the Jets week one. That would have been interesting. Oh, I said Jacksonville week two. Yeah. Which we usually play them extremely early in the season anyway. Okay. Guess what my Sunday night game was? What was that? Seattle. I was thinking that too. And then I had us, of course, staying on the West Coast and going to L.A. the very next week. Wow. And then a week five uh, bye. And then, of course, week six, Monday night football with Buffalo. I had week seven at New England. Week eight, I had us play in Indy week eight. Hmm. Week nine, I had us at Houston. Week 10, I had Arizona. Hmm. Yeah, you had it down to the T. Week 11, I had us at Pitt. Week 12, I had New Orleans. I honestly thought New Orleans was going to be the last game. And then my Thursday night game, I had us week 13 at Indianapolis. I thought for sure that one of our division games would have been prime time. I was thinking that, I mean, it would have been interesting, but, you know, we'll see. Things happen. Yeah. Um, I had, of course, I had back-to-back road games. Week 13 at Indy on primetime. Week 14 at Jacksonville. And then four straight home games. San Fran, Miami. I had Kansas City week 17. Okay. And then end, then of course, end with Houston, but at home. Yeah. And and I got the other uh, flex. I was actually incorrect from last night. From week five on, you can flex games to Sunday night. From week 12 on, it's you can Monday. flex games to Monday night. So I was in. So for everybody out there, if you saw my show or you saw Mr. Titan's show, I was incorrect on that one. Week five, they can flex games to Sunday night. Uh, week so 12 is where you so, can flex games 
to Monday night. So that Monday night game against Buffalo could be flexed back a day. Uh, no, it'll still be the same. Okay. Monday night game is oh. not going to change. And, of course, going ahead, of course, at L.A. on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. That's going to probably stay there. Now, then, that game could get changed. That's a game that could possibly get changed, but I don't see it happening. I think they're going to keep I would, it. What I would say, it depends on what the record looks like. And plus, it's the thing. It's in L.A., the NFL – the NFL Network headquarters are in L.A. You know, I think the NFL is going to set up another office out there. So any game that's going to be in L.A., they're probably going to keep. Yeah. And it's oh. SoFi Stadium, so they want to show off SoFi Stadium as much as possible. November 14th, the Saints. Yep. Come the Saints come marching in. Yep, and then so mm, ha- like mm, 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 mm. <laughs> so so how how do you feel about that game? The one big question: quarterback, who's it going to be, Jameis or Taysom? Either way, I like our chances. It's not Drew, but we can't underestimate them because they have Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara. And they still got Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore on the other side. But the, they do not. There's one player they don't have: Marcus Davenport or Trey Hendrickson. Oh, then move on down to November 21st, the first of two meetings with Houston, and that's, of course, at home. Mm-hmm. Of course, we that should be not a gimme, but it should be somewhat of an easy game, depending on who the quarterback is. But that don't forget that backfield is loaded. Yep, Carlos Mark Hyde, Ingram, Mark, no, Mark Ingram, Ingram. Philip Lindsay, and uh, Carlos Hyde. No, uh, David Johnson, Hyde, yeah. think, Jacksonville. But yeah, they got three running backs. And in my mind, it's running back by committee. Yep. And then, of yep. course, the the end of that murderous row, as you call it, week 12 at New England. That is a must win. And, of course, I feel like if we win this time, Mike Vrabel can rub it in Bill Belichick's face. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that one, we ended you and Tom. <laughs> and two, we, we possibly just kept you out of the playoffs. Again. And then the bye week. And, of course, now I, I, I see what you're talking about with the bye week. We have a whole week to get ready, or two whole weeks. To get ready for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is the game after the bye, which is the week after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as you said, we we're probably gonna slip up in one of the two. I just I, I hope that doesn't happen. I just I have that feeling. I feel like 
in my mind, we of course you're saying we should sweep Houston. We should. Should. Hypothetically, because they don't have JJ Watt. They don't have um Scarlet anymore, the linebacker. I don't um, think they have Whitney Merciless anymore. I want to say Whitney Merciless. Um uh I think Whitney Merciless is still there, but I thought he might have been a guy that could have gotten traded or something like that. Now, if he gets, I think they might, you know, it could be looking at releasing him or saving some money or something like that. If they do that, course, it would not shock me if the Titans try to jump on him. And, of course, the big question is the quarterback. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Deshaun or is it going to be Tyron? Right. And I hate to say this, if I was that front office in Houston – I would give him his walking papers. Now, and also now, there has been a rumor put out, and again, I wouldn't quote me on this. The Take rumor it with a is, grain of salt. Yeah, with a grain of salt, yes. That a trade could still happen before the beginning of the season, Houston trading Deshaun Watson before the beginning of the year. What about because, what about the rumors about Aaron Rodgers? He better, they better keep him far away from the AFC South. I would my because the ideal landing spot right now is out west in Denver. That would make a show yeah. in that AFC West. I agree because I mean you would have you know, Mahomes, Derek Carr, Derek Carr surging, Justin Herbert, the reigning rookie of the year. You got Mahomes now at Rogers if that's the case. That I would be scared of the AFC West. It would be stacked. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers would have weapons if he went to Denver. Yep. Henry Ruggs. Jerry Judy. Yeah, Jerry Judy. Not Henry Ruggs. Jerry Judy, yes. But there is some news out of Denver. They released Hamilton. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, yeah. I think he did, like, some – he was a speedster, returner. Yeah. Oh. So coming out of the bye week, as you as you were saying, we have two whole weeks after New England to get ready for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. In my mind, having that much time, and of course, I think I heard it was either you, Mister Titan, or Titan Upload that said this: that when Vrabel has a lot of time to prepare, he's good. Yeah, and. You know, a lot of good things could happen in December for two main reasons. One is that bye week happening when it is, and we'll talk about the other in a second. But, yeah, getting two weeks to prepare for Trevor Lawrence, part two, after you've already faced him once before. Earlier in the season, about two months earlier. Yes. And then, of course, getting to week 15. Pittsburgh. Massive matchup. And, of course, what I would call that is Pittsburgh hate week. <laughs> exactly. Everybody know if it – everybody will be saying this is Pittsburgh week. That is – it's a rivalry – it's a rivalry that's being renewed. And, of course, you could label any of these games. Like, when we play Houston on the 21st, 
it's Houston Hate Week. <laughs> right. You, like, you could put Hate Week after any of these games. Agreed. And, I mean, we got to see how healthy Big Ben is going to be at this point. You know, what is Pittsburgh going to look like? Now they got – now they have Najee Harris at running back. They now, have they have a double SEC backfield with Benny Snell and Najee and Harris. Najee Harris. And I'll throw in, you know, add in the ACC guy, McFarlane, who has a little bit of speed to him, add him there too. They brought back Juju Smith-Schuster, which I was kind of hoping we would pick him up. Now, their offensive line is suspect because Pouncey, I believe, retired. He did. Both Pouncey's retired. Both Pouncey's retired, and Villanueva is now in Baltimore. So that possibly could help us when it comes to pass rush. Mm-hmm. It could. It very well could. But um, imagine that three-headed monster up front for Tennessee. You Actually, that four-headed monster. You have Bud Dupree. Danico Autry, Big Jeff, and Harold Landry. Yeah, Landry's got to break out. And, of course, last year, of course, going back to the Buffalo game, he had our only sack of the game. Yeah. And, of course, he had a majority of the sacks last year. He had, like, five and a half. Yeah. And the course- I mean, he was playing, like, 90%. He was playing, like, 95% of the snaps. Yeah, and then of course to the game that you were just talking about, that'll be our second mini bye week, San Francisco. Yeah, that'll be our Thursday Thursday night, night game. game in week I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, rest in peace to my pops, a big 49ers fan. You know, I, I know secretly from heaven he's going to be talking trash to me <laughs> from heaven. Like sit on your shoulder like a little devil, a little angel. <laughs> right. I'm going to be thinking, God letting you do this? <laughs> God is telling you you could talk trash to me? Okay. I see how you are. I'm like, Jesus, stop this. Can, can, can you send them back up? <laughs> but, I mean, that is, that's going to be a good game as well. And then, and like you course, said, that is the second advantage because now – We would have 10 days. We would have 10 days to prepare for Miami. And you get the bye week in December, and then you get in the mini bye before Miami in the same month. So not only does this help us in preparation, it also helps with injuries. Anybody that's injured, you're getting nearly within that month 17 days of rest. Yes. And of course, that's huge. 17 days of rest and 31 days. Yeah. That's that's about half. Yeah, that's at least that's at least almost three weeks worth. That's all. That's two football games, two to three football games in between. And of course, rolling over into twenty twenty two, Miami, the last home game of the regular season. Yes, the, like we would have to face Will Fuller, Tua Tagovailoa. And not to mention Jalen Phillips. And Jalen Waddle. That game right there could be a make or break game. That could be for seeding. Because as you were saying, I think last night, hopefully by then we have it locked up. 
I agree. And you know how things are going when things have went with Tua. I don't know who that backup quarterback is. You could be prepared for two quarterbacks. True. So we're going to have to be prepared for that. Question. If we have it locked up by then, playoffs, our playoff spot locked up by then, do you rest our players the last two weeks? I would say definitely week 17, I mean, week 18, yes, I would. I think week 17, I would play them a little bit and then maybe depending on how the game is going, second what half or start slowly taking them out. Like what I was like when you were saying, play them a little bit. What I would do is play our starters the whole first half mm-hmm. and then pull them at the end of the half and get our backups going. Yeah, I agree. Because you just don't want that much wear and tear, especially going into the playoffs. But you don't, but you want them to get a little bit of action because you don't want them to be super rusty. But um going into that first playoff like game. What I would do if I was Vrabel, I would play them the first half of Miami, let them rest the whole second half, basically have in street clothes the second half. Mm-hmm. And then rest them the first half of Houston. And then have him just come in and kill it the second half. Now, if Henry got a shot at the record, maybe I play him as much as I could. But at the same time, I'm not going to risk him getting hurt just for the record. So, have, like, have you seen those? Um, it was right when the schedule was going to drop those little uh, quirky headlines like mm-hmm. Joe Burrow dies week seven. <laughs> um, the funniest one I saw was Miles Garrett murders uh, Mason Rudolph in week 17. <laughs> wow. Like, and uh, then Derrick Henry has a 250-yard, three-touchdown game week 18. That would be something. But. That would definitely be something, but. Like. Yeah, I, I wish we could have gotten uh, Mr. Titan or Titan up in here. Yeah, and I know I'm about to, have to sign off in a minute. But I, I like to – I mean, the schedule is going to be interesting. That it, much is a fact. The if nothing weirdest, else, I'm excited. The weirdest thing to hear is week 18. That is weird to hear. You got We're going to have to get used to that. And I think they're ramping this up to add a 19th game. It's not going to happen. It, it took too much to get a 17th game. game. It took too much to get a 17th game. I, I mean, they're not going to go to 18 games. I think – well, the thing that I'm thinking, okay, is since they went from 17 weeks to 18, they could probably go from 18 to 19 but have two buys. They should. If they go to 18 games, they better have two buys. I mean, 19? <laughs> right. If there's a week 19, yeah, they better have two buys. Yeah. I would I would support the players in a uh, a strike if that if they try to do 19, uh, 18 games and no only one buy. I would strike on but, that one. But look at this schedule. Imagine how much wear and tear there will be. When you're playing 12 straight games. 
Yeah. So that, that, like Derek, he'll, I'll be surprised if he doesn't have over 400 carries before the end of the year. Well, if Darrington Evans helps him out, I think that'll change it up a bit. I you think know, that'll help. Well, Darrington Evans is a good change of pace. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the addition of Brian Hill. That's true, too. Who played in Kansas City, who played in Atlanta. Yeah. And, of course, while we're at it, let's go ahead and discuss defense just a little bit. The secondary. Like, who who could be there week one starting in the secondary? I think Farley's going to be ready. And, I mean – uh, they started rookie minicamp. Uh, the rookies are in. Uh, and they you know, start minicamp their... tomorrow. I think they start tomorrow, but they're getting like the helmets fitted and all of that stuff. Yeah, they're getting all their gear fitted uh, yesterday and today. Farley looked like he ready to hit the field. Have you seen? Did you see what he said? Uh, Mamba I... mentality. Yeah, I, I like that. And I like that. And of course, uh, Jack Rabbit. Will be there. Yeah. Week and, one. and Fulton. Now, this is a big time for Fulton uh, to see if he's really going to be. In my mind, this season could – I know he's only in his second year, and he really didn't get much time last year because of injury. But in my mind, this could be make it or break it this season. I agree. I, I, I won't disagree with that. And – but I will say because Fulton came from a national championship team at LSU mm-hmm. where he was effective. Yep. Now I'll say this. When the draft ended, I honestly thought by the end of the draft, the Titans secondary is better than it was about 72 hours uh, you know, before that, before yeah, the draft, because we drafted Caleb Farley, Elijah Molden, uh, Brady Breeze, and then you got Amani Hooker in that safety with Byard. You got Jack Rabbit. You got Fulton. Kevin Johnson now looks like he's your fifth or sixth corner, and that's kind of what you want. That's what you want. And the you first want Kevin. We you want Kevin Johnson to be like your fifth or sixth corner. As like an emergency option. Yeah. And then of course, we've already agreed to terms with the undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. Which means we have a third tight end on the roster. It's a fourth tight end. Four install, I think, from uh Bam. I think we have two more. But we got foreign stall from Alabama, another and, um, kid Briley, from Kansas State. Uh, Briley Moore from, I think, um, K-State. Kansas State. And then we also got to remember Jared Pinckney, formerly of Vanderbilt, is on as there. well. And then we have Swain and uh, Ferkser. Ferkser. So, and I mean. At, at this moment, it looks like Ferkser's the number one guy. It, that's what it looks like right now. What I would do after that first that June first designation, I would see who's there. If Trey Burton is still sitting there, and there's enough money in cap, 
I would reach out and snag him easily. I agree. I, I like Burton. And, okay, one, you saw what he did in Philadelphia. And Indy. But I'm leaning more towards Philly because he, we can run trick stuff with him. That's true. Because think about this. Tannehill also has a background as a receiver. We could run sort of like what Philadelphia did, the Philly special. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, I hate to I hate to have to run, but I'm gonna have to run. Well, it was fun having you. Hey, I appreciate it, but yeah, I'm excited. That that's about all I feel like Titans fans can say is we're excited. We're ready to get this thing going. Agree. And of course, go ahead and run back that division title while you're at it. Bingo. Well, y'all, that was Chris Snow from Times and Truth, and we will be back right after this. That is all we have for today. To make it short, sweet, and to the point, stay classy, Titans fans, and tighten up. Tighten up! Let's get tightened up! Tighten up!